It's uh, I did a blog post on it at one point. So oh, okay, cool. Hammerstrikes.com. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> plug my show. The whole thing's a plug. Podcasting, the final frontier. This is the Hammer Podcast. It's 30-minute mission. To rehash geeky topics. To seek out new bastions of nerdiness. To timidly go where the more talented have gone before. Greetings, and welcome to the Hammer Podcast, the official podcast of thehammerstrikes.com. My name is Gene Hendricks, and this time out, we're going to be talking about two things that I love, Star Wars and cartoons. And who better to talk Star Wars with than some of the guys from Star Wars in character? Allow me to present Chris110P and his friend, the Matalorian Graffiti Artist. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Good, thanks. That, those are already... We might have to put you on the payroll to help Chris out with those names. Those are pretty I'm, good. I, I might use those names, yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> and in the tradition of explaining where they came from, we are talking about Star Wars Rebels, and C-110P is the designation of Chopper, the droid in the show, and obviously Sabine is the Mandalorian graffiti artist. Not bad. I like that. See, Matt? That's the same thing I do. And you, yeah. and you, and you make fun of me. <laughs> So what, it would have been better if I didn't explain it? <laughs> well, at least you remember your source. There's oftentimes Chris goes, I don't know why I did that one, but that's the name. <laughs> but see, here's here's the explanation, because I do that maybe weeks in advance. And by the time we record, I don't know what I did that morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, well, yeah. You If you're <laughs> if you're not famous for anything, it's your bad memory. That's <laughs> why I have stacks of paper with notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Not in this case, though. In this case, we're just going to wing it. And like I said, we're talking about Star Wars Rebels, which is, for those that don't know, a uh, new cartoon on Disney XD, which takes place about five years before the Battle of Yavin and follows a, basically a rebel cell. And something that I actually thought I came up with this originally, but turns out that I'm, you know, last in line. It re really reminds me of a Star Wars role-playing group. Oh, okay, I never thought of that, but I see where you're going with that. Yeah, Chris, have you played any of the West End games, Star Wars, by any chance? I have never played any kind of bo uh, card games like that, the RPG games, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, never. Well, never. basically, the premise of those Star Wars games is you're a group of rebels, typically you have your own tramp freighter, and you go around and you do these little insurgent things. And I actually found, through a friend of mine, he sent me a blog that this guy, he writes up each of the Star Wars Rebels episodes as if they were a session of the West End games. Wow. Okay. Wow. So I'll I'll put that link in the show notes for all you <laughs> listeners to take a look at that. Yeah, I'm curious to see that myself. That's, you know, my first comparison of it after the debut... I'm not even sure what you call it. I was going to call it pilot. It's called a movie. It's a DVD. I'm not sure. Well, I'll just call it the premiere. Right. My initial thought was Firefly, which now that you say that, Firefly is not too far from a role-playing game 
type of situation either. Yeah, basically. I mean, it it could be the fact that I'm conditioned to think this way after yeah, okay. playing role-playing <laughs> yeah. games for so long. But it's just, you have, everyone has their own specialty, but they also cross over. They're doing these little insurgent things, trying to keep their heads above water money-wise. It's just exactly how most of my role-playing games went. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played much, but I have played... A lot of my good friends are gamers, and they've always tried to include me and get me to play. So I, I've done my fair share, and yeah, I, I can't think of one that doesn't fit that model, really, honestly. Now, again, I'm not an extensive player, but the experience I do have, every single situation fits that model. <laughs> so to get Chris back in the conversation here. Yes, I, I don't, <laughs> oh, yeah. The RPG games, no, no, no thank you. Over there. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't a big... Clone Wars watcher. I don't know if that was because I liked the micro series so much, and I thought of this as like kind of trampling over that, or because I wasn't a fan of the prequels. I'm not a hater. Okay. But I'm not a big fan. I didn't like how they treated everything in that. Uh, you know, treated the Jedi and etc. But I never really got into the Clone Wars. But this, this is something that this has drawn me in. I'm not sure exactly if it just because it's got more of the feel of the original trilogy but i know chris you were a big clone wars guy i was i really enjoyed the clone wars series not the movie that came out mm -hmm. but but the clone wars cartoon i really did enjoy it a lot i liked the whole ahsoka anakin story now how does rebels in your opinion how does that match up with clone wars is that is it just basically two different things in the same universe is there a lot of comparison to me made there how is it well you know what's weird as i've been hearing a lot of podcasts talk about it and i'm like torn like sometimes people say how awful it is and i'm like no nah, it's it's pretty good then i hear people say how disney it is and i agree like this one to me is really i think meant for kids like not mm -hmm. us fans who watched the original movies back in the day like my son and i he's 10 and he really enjoys it a lot and i'm sitting there thinking What's so good about this this episode? You know what I mean? I'm torn. Like, some of them are flashbacks. Some of them have shot-by-shot -shot scenes from the original trilogy, mm -hmm. which is like, whoa, that's so awesome. And then there's Chopper laughing and breakdancing. I'm like, what's going on here? Well, that's from the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. My my daughter is six, and every, every week... It's like, is there a new Star Wars Rebels to watch? It's, no, no, not this week. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, but I, I'm finding myself enjoying them just because I'm, I think I'm looking for more in it. And the, I think the fact that Ezra, who is the, the kid character, is supposed to be the same age as Luke. Oh, right. I didn't right. realize that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that they're trying to go a little more that to pull you in that way. He's an orphan, got for sensitivity, he's actually being trained by, I would say, a combination of Obi-Wan and Han Solo. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character is really cocky and smugglerish, yes, and a yeah. Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they're also using a lot of the Ralph McQuarrie design stuff, like Zeb, for example, which, the alien. Which is, yes, which is great, yes. Yeah, I, I love it. And you look at some of his old paintings, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, that's that was this episode of Rebels. They used that right there. Yeah, that is one thing that I think 
is well that might be the thing i look most forward to i mean i enjoy the story and chris hit the nail on the head and and gene you mentioned it too some 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 are better than others some mm-hmm. just don't hold my attention but i always have an eye open for that ralph mccrory stuff I, I really like the way they're incorporating that into this series yeah and it's it's almost seems like where it's going now matt i don't know if you've caught up or not i am about two or three episodes behind so okay well, they've they've started to move more towards the the idea that these all these individual rebel cells are going to come together into the rebel alliance. Okay, and that yeah. seems to be where they're heading. And if this is going to tell basically tell the story of how the rebel alliance started, I think it could could be pretty good. Like like you said, there are some good episodes, some bad episodes, but the ones that are good are really really good. Yes, yes. The, those are really memorable, like, ones that have, like... I actually, you know me, I like, um... I like the, um, cameos. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's really, like... That's what's sucking me in more and more. Like, just when I'm like, ah, this is bad. Then they have Lando or Vader or something. I'm like, oh, here I come. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not just Lando or Vader. It's Billy D. Williams and James Earl yeah, Jones. Yeah, right. Correct. <laughs> You're right, yes. That's even better, yeah. Of course, Billy D. Williams, I think, is paying his bills by being Lando and whatever the hell people want to pay him to be Lando in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that, right? No, nothing wrong with it. <laughs> nothing. I, I'm all for it. Yeah, get, get the guy some work. Get me what I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I'm I find myself I'm I'm enjoying it in I get to see more Star Wars that I like. You know, this this is the era of Star Wars I like. It's right around the time of Star Wars, and that's what I call it is Star Wars. Right. Well, have you have you been watching watching these episodes once in a while? Like when Lando was on, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to guess how old he is on the show. Right. And then, then, then my brain's saying a thing. Well, if he's maybe in his like early twenties, then Han, Han has to be here somewhere in this <laughs> galaxy far away. Han has to be somewhere on you know on this show. Like he has to show up sooner or later. That's I'm I'm hoping for like other major characters to pop in. Well, at five years before Yavin, he may still be an Imperial officer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That and would I, be an interesting way to bring him in. I want to see him walk by a screen and just say, hey, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I want something, you know, Han-ish to appear on Rebels, which I think in time, if it lasts long enough, who knows? Yeah, and it depends on on where they're going with it, but... Right. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised Lando doesn't have the Falcon yet, really. Yeah, that's That's a good point. I was hoping there'd be an episode of him and Han playing uh, the, the, the card game, and they lose, here's the keys, and he loses the, the Falcon. You know what I mean? Like, show me something that we've all heard about. Yeah, no, that could happen. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, that, they don't, Disney is, I'm assuming, putting this out for the long haul, so they're not going to make every cameo in this first season. So, right. I mean, the Falcon is a cameo, Han's a cameo, that card game's a cameo. Right there is four events that they can search over the next four years. Well, the card game's already been it. That's, that was in the Well, I'm, I'm sorry, I mean, the, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, they did set up the, the existence of the card game. Now, the yeah. card game between the two is what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, yeah. They could yeah. use that as another event as well. Or if they even really wanted to, if they wanted to make the fanboys happy, which questionable whether they do, they mm. they should include the the dice in somehow those dice that we see in the first <laughs> in, Star in Wars the in the cockpit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that'd be cool. That would be very interesting. Yeah. You know, I actually this this is a a um, origin story. I actually was invited to see the premiere of the Spark of the Rebellion from a, a listener of ours at a movie theater. They were actually showing the premiere of Rebels. Wow. The fr- 
I know. And I was like, how do I do it? What do I do? And I remember seeing it at a theater with like maybe 20, 30 people. And here's my memory. Was that about the um the baby Chewbacca's? Yes. Okay. Was it? Oh, yeah, okay. So. Okay, good. Because I remember. Oh yeah, I, it was. Yeah. It was. That's right. That was our. That was. Yeah, I can't remember. But of all the glowing things we said about it, I think we all agreed that the Wookiees looked terrible in that episode. Yes, they yes. did. Yes, they did. But I still got a little bit teary-eyed during a certain scenes in that episode. Like I'm in the theater, ducking down, saying, and they like I'm getting to tear up here a little bit. And I really enjoyed it. Though. I really enjoyed it. when I first saw. It, I was like, wow, this is gonna be the greatest cartoon ever. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, I saw other ones. I said, nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the... That, there's the yeah, that... that I, I really... I did enjoy the premiere, and it set something up that... I don't really watch much TV as it airs. I kind of let it collect and catch up on it later. Now, that's where Rebel is now, but the first... Up until their mid-season break, it hooked me into a weekly viewing. That mm. I did not expect that to do that to me. And and you of all people, because I remember you were like, ah, who cares? But you kept on telling me that I watched it again. I watched it again. Yeah, yeah. And you were hooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And really, I think the midseason break actually kind of hurt that because now I found the joy of watching two, three, four at a time, and I was like, oh, well, this is actually I actually can do this easier than making sure I'm in front of the TV at nine o'clock on whatever night. Well, I don't even remember at this point. So, but I think had they not had that midseason break, I'd possibly continue to do that. Right. Well, we we watch it not on the night it's it's out because I don't I think the Super Bowl is the last thing I actually watched live. <laughs> right. But I I set the DVR for it, and if I notice it it's there, it's like okay, when do we need a half hour show before my daughter has to go do something? No. Ah, okay, <laughs> no. now we put Rebels on, no problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think the thing thing I watch live nowadays is The Walking Dead. Everything else, I DVR. Yep. I was going to say, <laughs> Walking Dead for me, and that's because if I don't, Chris is going to tell me what happened before I see it. <laughs> True. Yeah, see, I'm I'm kind of tempted to do, do that with The Flash, just because oh, everybody talks about The Flash immediately yeah. after it's on, so it's just like, okay, I can't watch until the next day. Don't look at Facebook. <laughs> yeah, at all. Right. <laughs> I, that's the worst part about Walking Dead. If you're not watching it live and you go in there and see... Tyrese is dead. Oh boy! <laughs> Spoiler for Spoiler, anyone yeah. that isn't watching it live, Chris. <laughs> I mean, if he would die. <laughs> well, by by the time this comes out, if they still don't know that, then they're not actually watching the show. That's true. Okay. That's, that's, that's right. <laughs> we're just we're we're famous for saying spoiler after the fact on our show. So what, why should this, this recording be any different? <laughs> Good point. Spoiler: You shouldn't have listened to the last two minutes. That's right. <laughs> now let me ask you guys this. Not being a fan of the prequels, I one of the things I wasn't a fan of is there is always two Sith, etc., and all that crap. What do you guys think of the Inquisitor character? He reminds me of a dog. <laughs> like seriously, like almost like like Tarkin or someone just looks at him. Do you know how you can look at your dog mm. and your dog knows to like you know sit, stay, roll over, or whatever. And he just looks, gets his look, and he knows what to do. Even though I love, who's the voice? Um, oh, who's the voice? Chris, Chris Isaacs. No, um, Chris Isaacs. Hold on. Jason Isaacs. I love him. <laughs> so I do love the voice, but the character, I'm like, ah, he just stands there and does nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm still. I really don't. Man, I don't know that I have an opinion. I think I don't like him because there's, and it's not because of the rule of two thing. It's just the. He's got a yet another lightsaber, and 
he is not as impressionable to me as Darth Vader was. Now, granted, I was five when I met <laughs> Darth Vader, so that might have something to do with it. But uh, I don't dislike him. I, I, there has to be a villain. There has to be an antagonist. And I, mm-hmm. they're not going to use Vader in every episode. In fact, they're probably not going to use him much at all. So I'm going to have to get used to him. I'm still kind of undecided at this point, real honestly. Yeah, I'm. I like the idea that Vader is training others, but I don't. I mean, I when I first saw the they had a double bladed lightsaber, I'm like, okay, they're going down this road again. Yeah. And then they made it into a propeller. <laughs> that's and yeah. yeah, that's just a little too far, I think. Because yeah, the the engineering experience in me looks at that and says, let me just. I don't know where to begin to tell you where this can't work. I know, yeah. It's like, okay, well, the blades are coming out. It's The projector's in the handle, but now the blade's yeah. not near the handle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a cool visual, but do do all Sith need a gimmick? Really? Yeah. It's, it's like almost like Darth Maul's double-bladed saber and Grievous's spinning uh, technique all rolled into one. <laughs> Actually, would have been that's funny. That, that's you just gave me an idea. What would have been better? Well, I mean, I'm not. It's not aimed at me. I gotta remember that. But if it were <laughs> aimed at adults, the Inquisitor should have a cybernetic arm, and his wrist is the thing that's actually spinning it, not the saber itself. Right. That would make more sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks cool for the kids. I guess. That's exactly. Nice. Yep. Now, the uh, the one the, the one character that I do like is. Um, now I can't even think of his name. What's he look like? The agent, uh, Mutton Chop Boy. Yeah, no. I know <laughs> who he is. His name, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Travis or no? Call, um, I know, I know, I know exactly who you mean. It's like you, you, you take off his helmet, and his goatee beard is, is in the shape of the helmet. It's in the yeah. shape of the helmet. It, it's like the helmet is there to protect his sideburns. Agent Callus. <laughs> Callus. That's, that's Callus. Yes. Him, I like. I liked him too, especially the first episode. I think his uh, there was a great character moment for him when the the rebels got away and the stormtrooper asked if it's the first time I ever saw a Jedi and his answer was to kick him in the helmet and to presumably his death. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I enjoy him because he's he's got some backstory because he's got the honor weapon that Zeb uses, but he killed most of Zeb's people to get one. Right. And he's basically a complete prick. <laughs> yeah. And he's happy about that fact. Yes. Yes. I think he I would prefer him more than the Inquisitor as the big bad, really, you know. Maybe yeah. may, maybe save the Inquisitor for like the uh the season break thing. Oh crap, the Inquisitor's here, we gotta make a special effort, but have Callus be the main bad guy. Which he seems more or less to have been up to this point, but he's also smart. He is smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was in, um, it was in the premiere where Sabine put that, what I can only assume is what is going to be the rebel symbol, right, on the ground out of the explosive paint, and he ran his fingers through it, and you saw the look and say, "Oh crap!" Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then he ran because he he figured out what was going on. That's the kind of villain you want. You want a smart villain. Yes. Because otherwise, it's just too easy. Right. And I and this is, I don't know how far off the track this is, but it's, this has been, what I like about him is what you describe, is, 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 your example is perfect. He's a smart villain by getting in there and seeing things and 
having experience and the experience is expressed through that scene, which is the opposite is, is why I don't understand why people love Thrawn so much because Thrawn just knew stuff and you didn't know why he knew it. And it and it was like no explanation, whereas Callus, you can see he's had experience with this paint and whatnot. You, you hear things he says and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I, I like a, a smart Imperial officer of this version much more than Thrawn in the books. Yeah, I haven't actually gone back to read those books since since they came out, actually. <laughs> so I don't I don't have much of a re- memory of Thrawn other than the artwork. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Chris doesn't read any Star Wars past the opening scroll. <laughs> I've I've been reading these comics now. You. Oh, okay, that's true. I'm sorry. But yeah, you're right. I haven't. I never read any of his books back in the day. Never. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I I like how you see his thought process. It, you know, Callus's thought process in this, and how he he kind of seems constrained a little bit by the bureaucracy, because you have yeah. the uh, the lieutenant governor or whoever the hell she is is always on him. Oh well, you have to catch them. You have to catch them. Oh, have you gone to this ceremony yet? We need you there. You know, well, let me do my job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Back off. <laughs> Back off, slick. Back off, man. I'm a Ghostbuster. But I also, another thing I like in this show is the attention to detail. Oh, yeah. And I understand it's a kid's show on Disney XD, so you have to, you can't have subtitles. Everyone has to speak galactic standard, for want of a better term. But the Ithorian that runs the bar, he's got something on his neck. Yeah. That's Uh, translating for him. I love that. That is a, that is a great detail. I agree. Yeah, he's not just speaking normally there's a reason he is right yeah, he's like um stephen hawking almost yeah <laughs> if you and if you listen real close there's a alien murmur underneath that basic so they're also allowing the alien-esque nature of that character to be portrayed in the show as well right you no know, it's weird i think you're right like clone wars had um subtext but but you're right i think in rebels there hasn't been anything to read yet and maybe it's, it's because it's for younger kids, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Huh. They don't they don't have any subtitles or anything because they want everybody to be able to watch it, which, yeah. you know, for being on Disney XD, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. There's some other details. Now, I mean, again, it, the, the show is for kids, but they know full well adults are going to be watching this. The Ralph McQuarrie stuff is a great example. You guys had to have been as excited as I was. I think it was in the second episode where the Imperials used a transport that was the Imperial transport from like the 77 line of toys that yes. had yeah. never been in anything before. Not, yes. only, not only did they use it, they had people riding on the outside. Yep. The yeah. only thing that was missing is that, and, and maybe there was, because I don't remember, they didn't have, I, that I noticed, a line that the actual toy said, said while in that vehicle that I know of. Maybe there was. I'd love to go back and find out. I just don't remember everything that toy said. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know I had had that toy. I don't remember. It's right. Been, it's yep. been so long. But that <laughs> was a very cool thing to see and use pretty well. I mean, it wasn't just hey, look what we remember. They put it in the story and made sense out of it. Mm-hmm. There was actually a little price tag of Kitty City on it. <laughs> 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 oh, Kitty City. Kitty City. That's going way back. It is. <laughs> Now, again, you know, not having much experience with Clone Wars, mm-hmm. I know James Arnold Taylor was Obi-Wan in that, and he's uh-huh. only, he was Obi-Wan in the holocron in here. Yes, yes. Steven Stanton, was yes. He, <laughs> he played Tarkin in the yeah. old? Okay. 
He did, yeah, which was a great episode because I don't, I don't think Matt's seen this one yet. Not yet, no. it, it opened up. It, it, it opened up. I mean, you mm. saw it, right, Jim? Yes, it. Yeah, okay. I, I've I've seen them all. I have, my daughter won't let me go about a week without watching the <laughs> most recent one. She's a smart girl. This open <laughs> this opened up like almost shot by shot, like the opening of Jedi. Like, oh, okay. Imperial shuttles, like, like coming in, landing. The 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 thing comes down. All of the stormtroopers are waiting. But rather than being Invader and the Emperor, it was Tarkin. It was so cool seeing it almost like shot by shot, reminding you, huh? This was in Jedi, huh? Remember, huh? Yeah. See, <laughs> see I was expecting Vader. Yeah. Because we're, we're, I, yeah. I don't right. watch any previews. I don't. I try and go into the episode cold. So like when they yeah. see, you know next week on no I I stop right there <laughs> no! I don't want to see Turn it. so no. I I see all this and I'm like holy crap they brought in Vader yeah and then yeah. Tarkin comes in and is like you know that could be worse yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> and Stanton does a great job with the voice like he really mm. turns himself into Tarkin and it, it's, yeah. it's it's so it's so good it really is and then they also brought in uh, I don't know how much they paid him, but they brought in Frank Oz as Yoda. That yeah. shocked me. Yeah. I thought he was done with this with performance. I mean, he's been done with the Muppets a long time. I He came back for Yoda in the in the movies, but it was just voice work, and I thought that was his kind of farewell to performing once it go on to concentrate on producing and directing was a rumor I heard. To see him come in as Yoda was a complete surprise to me, and a very happy surprise. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was nice. It was disembodied voice, but it was Frank Oz. It was right, amazing. Yeah. So you've had Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, James yeah. Earl Jones as Darth Vader, Frank Oz as Yoda, and Billy D. Williams as Lando. Yeah. And most importantly, Paul Rubens as RX-24, just yeah. like the old ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know Matt loves that. That huh? was my favorite part so far. I mean, you if, if you have an old original Star Tours reference, and that was more than a reference. That was an homage. I mean, oh, they're yeah. not going to top that for me. And no matter what they do, <laughs> yeah, there there are a lot of nods in this, and I don't know if it's it's not def it's not just Disney because I've seen it on other shows, but this is something that wasn't around when we were kids. When we were kids, a kids show was for the kids. Yeah. yeah. Whereas uh, yeah. now they realize, hey, we got parents watching too. We gotta throw them a bone every now and again. Yeah. Yes. Yep. A lot of the shows that my daughter watches, it's that way. Like she's huge into My Little Pony. <laughs> the end of the one episode, they defeated the big bad guy and all. It was a shot for shot remake of the medal ceremony at the end of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't get it. Right. She right. thought it was this great ceremony. I'm there, like, thank you very much. <laughs> was there was there one pony that got no medal? I, actually, none of them got medals. Oh, okay. okay, all right. But there was, you know, the one gave the princess a wink. You had the the <laughs> dragon in place of R two that made the other pony giggle. You know, it's it, there. There's actually a YouTube video out there with them both side by side, and oh. it's hilarious. <laughs> That's cool. I gotta check that out. Yeah. It's uh, I did a blog post on it at one point. So oh, okay, cool. Thehammerstrikes.com. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> plug my show. The whole thing's a plug. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, but it's. I think it's going to be interesting. I want to see how you know where they go with the show, especially if they're going towards the organized rebellion, because we've already had Bail Organa in it. 
Yes. With, you know, he wasn't interacting with these guys. But we've also had this other senator, the guy that does the uh, the pirate broadcasts. Uh, oh, the guy who looks like, um, is, it, is that the guy, um, Gail Travis? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Senator Travis. Uh, how, I don't know how I missed this, but somewhere well after I've seen him, I've learned that that was Brent Spiner. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I missed that. I mean, I, I, I really need to turn in my, let's say my, my geek card, but I need to turn in my Tutu Freaks t-shirt, I think, for missing <laughs> that one. No, because Brent Spiner can do voices. That's I mean, true. Okay, that's true. So he he's not being Brent Spiner. He's actually getting into the voice work. Because if you ever seen him, you ever see him on Night Court? <laughs> yeah. No. Night Court? No. Night Court. Yes. Oh, you don't know this? Oh, this is awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. I can't wait to hear Chris's reaction. He played a hick, and it, it's hilarious to watch now, knowing who it is. But back then, it was he was just doing the over-the-top dumb hick routine. It was that hick family that was that showed up once every season that always had some kind of major tragedy right. that just kept getting worse and worse the more they talked about it. <laughs> well, our Chris, grandfather I know, I know died. you know the character. You might need a picture to remind you, and I'll find one for you. Okay, all right, yeah, I, I watch that all the time. My court, yeah, yeah, but you see that and you recognize it as Brent Spiner, and it's hilarious. But then you know, so that's a different voice than Data, which is a different voice than when he played Puck on Gargoyles, all another Disney oh, show. I haven't, I haven't thought about that one in ages. You know, so he he has a, a good acting range, so I don't blame you for not recognizing okay. who it was. All right then, so you can keep the shirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually looking here. He he, I watched that. That Hulk and the Agents of Smash show with my son, mm -hmm. and he's he, he's the voice of Silver Surfer. I didn't even know that. Oh, really? I didn't know oh, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched that show, so I'm not not familiar with that version of the Surfer. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's awful. yeah, I remember you talking about that one. It's awful. Oh, yeah. But my son, yeah, my son Luke just likes watching. I like the Avengers cartoon a lot more than the Hulk and the Agents of Smash. It's so it's so bad. See, and I prefer the other Avengers cartoon, the Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I'm, I watched that, too, when I was on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I preferred that to the current incarnation of it, because it seems like they just went down a level. You know, they went, they kiddified it a little more, and that, that kind of turned me off to it, because I was the only one watching it. <laughs> My daughter didn't want anything to do with it, I don't know why, because her first movie theater movie was Thor. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's cool. Well, <laughs> I knew it was the right decision because when, if you remember, and boy are we on a tangent here, but if you remember when Odin came to Jotunheim on Slepnir and the horse reared up and you saw the extra legs and everything, she stood up on the seat in the movie theater and cheered. <laughs> this That's is a awesome. three-year-old at the time. Three That's all awesome. Wow. <laughs> and then she slept through the rest of the movie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back on topic. Yeah, well, we built an entire network on not being on topic. So we go <laughs> way off here. Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing I've seen mentioned a lot, and it didn't occur to me until someone pointed out, is Hera, who is the the pilot for yes. one, pilot captain whatever, is a Twi'lek female. Yes. Not in sexy clothing. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. Right. She's covered. Yeah. She's First covered. one ever. If you look at anything Star Wars, how many Twi'leks did not at least have their cleavage exposed? Right, yeah. 
Let I mean, me if... think. Let me think back here a little bit. <laughs> Chris is flipping through pictures. <laughs> nope, not that, not that one. This is Chris's area of expertise. <laughs> the most modestly dressed, and that is a stretch of that definition, was Ayla Secura. But I mean, come on, or midriff under cleavage, like mm-hmm. you said. So, and that was yeah. Uh, and it's all downhill from there. Well, in a good way, but <laughs> I see it, Matt. I see the picture. Yep. Oh, you see it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I remember. Oh my, he has like a full head of hair. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, it was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have two Star Star Trek characters in Night Court. Two. Oh, John Lorcutt. Yes. Yeah. The, I, Look at that! Look at Matt! I know this one. <laughs> I, I, I didn't at first, but then I remember. I remember that. You know that that question. I think that has been in every stinking bar trivia thing I've ever attended is something to do with John Lorquette in Star Trek. Hmm. Now, uh, Gene, can I ask you a question? Uh, you can certainly try. <laughs> who's, your, who's your favorite character from from Rebels? Because like, I have one. I want to hear what yours is. Zeb. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, oh. Zeb, he's honorable because of what he had to go through, you know, he became an honor guard for his his species, etc. But he's a smart ass. <laughs> and it, it he gives you a bit of comedy in the show and I like that. See, that's a great explanation. Now, go ahead and ask me mine. Okay? Chris, <laughs> what what's your favorite character? Um Sabine because I think she's pretty darn hot. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. I have no explanation, but I do like her a lot, and I do like her spray paint of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I do like that little, like, something new, which I think Matt and I talked about it. Yeah. On the first episode, it's like, it, it threw you off. Like, what is, why is she painting stuff? Who cares? But then when you knew it was, like, gasoline-ish, and it, it lit up, oh, now it's cool. But I like her a lot. I think she's she's sexy, and then she's hot. I like her. <laughs> she's a cartoon! <laughs> Matt, um. you know my my brain doesn't think that way. <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> well, she is an interesting character because you don't know anything about her. Yes, you that know is true. you know she's a demolitions expert. She speaks alien languages. She went to the Imperial Academy at one point, and she wears Mandalorian armor. And that that is actually the most interesting aspect ever. And I and I this will rain hatred upon me from Mandalorians, but I mean she has Mandalorian armor gear and she has a helmet. I'm not saying she is or isn't Mandalorian. I'm wondering if there's a much broader story behind that and she's not truly Mandalorian or in maybe self-proclaimed Mandalorian working towards being Mandalorian. I I think there's a story there yet to be told and I know a lot of my Mandalorian friends are not going to like that because they've embraced her as a, the fantastic character. I don't think that is entirely the story yet. I think there's more to come on that, and I'm I'm hoping I'm right, and I'm hoping it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that she has the armor. I don't right. think that she's necessarily a Mandalorian warrior because yes. if you look at her, she doesn't have a complete set of armor. Yeah, and that's yeah, and there seems to be, and this is I work with. Quite a few people from the Mandalorian Mercs with our charity work, mm-hmm. and I get in these conversation loops without even trying. I just get added <laughs> to emails, and they um, people notice additional kit. They call it kit that she gets every episode. So something's going on huh. that she's getting a little more every, not necessarily every episode, but as the show progresses. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But then, yeah. again, yeah. you know, I I come from the uh, the Finn Shisha days of uh, Mandalorian warriors, so that's. 
And I, I, two years ago, I would have no idea what you meant, but now since this charity work, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and Chris still has no idea. <laughs> um, I went to the bathroom, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's hot. <laughs> I was actually, I'll, I'll be honest, I was actually going on to her voice actress, Taya Sakar, and you know what? She's hot too. <laughs> Uh, awful. Uh, I, I sense a pattern developing. Here. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's been a pattern in, what, 150 some episodes yeah, of right. Star Wars in character? That... Yeah, never yeah. gets old. <laughs> <laughs> now, the one, the one character I do want to find out more about, you know, beyond Sabine, is Kanan, the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. It seems, I'm not entirely sure, but from his haircut. And the way he's acting, I don't know if he ever made Knight. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. Yeah. I said that when we discussed the premiere of it as well, that that is a character whose story I think could be excellent if it's told well. Um, Someone, or one of our guys at News, as Lou, had pointed me to, I guess there's a book that is a, a prequel story to this. I forget its name, hmm. and I have not read it, but a Apparently, there's more explanation in there, but not a complete explanation. But I don't know what that story is, and I do need to follow up on that, just out of curiosity, now that I remember. Yeah, let, let me know if you find out what that is, because I'm okay, yeah, interested. Will. It's just, one of the things that struck me is from the prequels that the, the Padawans had a very specific hairstyle. Now, he doesn't have the braid, but he's got that short ponytail thing. Right. Back, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm wondering if he never quite made it to night, and now he's training somebody else, that could go very bad very quick. Just ask yeah. Obi-Wan. I've always <laughs> been intrigued by the idea, and it's never... Any of the, I shouldn't say that. It probably has been explored. There, there got to a point in Star Wars books where I just couldn't keep up. It wasn't that I didn't want to. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. But I, I have not stumbled upon a story of a self-trained anything, Jedi or Sith or Force user, and this could be an interesting exploration into that, in putting it into the new canon. And I don't count Mar, Mar Jade because I can't stand that character. So, <laughs> well, she's been dumped. Remember, it's that's the true. She doesn't count gone. anymore. Yep, that's true. So, I mean, that that this this could have potential for something I've often wondered about throughout the expanded universe. And now that we're starting over, maybe I'll get a satisfactory or, or the complete opposite answer out of this character. Who knows? Yeah. I find it interesting that he has a two-piece lightsaber, too. Yeah, we just... Chris, you remember talking about this. We didn't quite... I mean, I guess it's to hide it, so if someone picks up one piece, yeah. they don't know what it is, but... But he seems to assemble it awfully quick an awful lot, so I don't know what he <laughs> does. What's really blowing my mind is is Ezra's lightsaber. Oh, with the blaster built in? That was surprising. Yeah! It's like a staple gun... <laughs> it is a staple gun. Yes, that is, is the first thing I said when I saw that. Oh my god! It's like a lightsaber and a gun all in one. It's like it's you better be careful. You don't know which ends. You know what? You, know, you gotta Wait. take your time. You know. I I see Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. I don't even know his name again. I, I was I, I, I was calling Freddie Prince Jr. Um, <laughs> I see him. Do you guys see him like maybe dying and then becoming like 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 the Obi Wan for Ezra? Well, kind of thing. The problem is. If you go by everything in the movies, Ezra either never makes it to Jedi or does, and then he and Kanan both have to die because Luke is the last of the Jedi. Right, right. So sometime in the next eight years, story time, they got to go away. Yeah, yeah. That was something I know Chris had brought up talking about 
Ahsoka in the Clone yes. Wars, and they just they kind of wrote her off as she just quit. Now, can you just not be a Jedi anymore? <laughs> is that is that what could happen to this guy? I don't know. Uh, is, it, isn't that what kind of happened with her, Chris? Because I watched. Yeah, she just she just walked off. She just said, I, "I'm leaving," and she walked down the steps, and yeah, that was it. I Out watched the taxi the, took off. I watched the Netflix episodes because it was that was the last, and I figured, well, I know how this started. I should see how it ended, and I did see that that she just kind of is like, "Yeah, I'm not a Jedi. I see ya." And I'm like, yeah. can you do that? I guess you can. Well, apparently. <laughs> but I, <clears throat> if you go back to the old Dark Horse comics, the Dark Empire, there oh, was a, there was a <laughs> Jedi in there that was living a, as a bum. Oh, that's right. She gave Leia her saber, her, right? Her saber and her holocron. Yeah, yeah. So there's a precedent for it. It doesn't exist anymore in the new way of things, but... Right, you right. Know, it's still possible to walk away. Now, there... the issue I would have with that is, okay, you're not a Jedi. Does that mean you're going to sit on Tatooine and watch another Jedi just get his ass handed to him? Because <laughs> <laughs> everything ends up on Tatooine eventually. You yeah, everything. That. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, there's, man, this is, I am well out of my wheelhouse of this knowledge. In fact, Dr. Bill should be here for this. But, I mean, <laughs> historically, wars on just a single planet and, fact in just a single country here people do get away from both sides some of the bad guys get away and live their life out in secrecy and some of the good guys that were high profile managed to live a life of anonymity surely that's possible in an entire galaxy worth of wars i don't know and it seems like something very likely that he could but, get away and not be found to get seen again right and it's, it's a huge galaxy so you can go hide anywhere Right. You know, I mean, you can go, whatever, to a galaxy far, far, farther away, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they they play it out, because it has to tie in to the the other movies. It's just the way way it is. Those you can't change. (laughs) You know... it's funny when you say that, and and I don't, Chris Chris might be behind on these shows, or but uh, when 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 I do, I say that a lot too. I say, well, it has to do this, and then I hear Chris Honeywell's voice in the back of my head. What does it matter? You're just gonna start it all over again in ten years. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's possible. They might not have to do anything. True. Yeah. No, no. It's it's the the old cranky fan in me. Yeah, that says, I know, no, right. it has yep. to tie in. But then again, I'm the one that was trying to explain the Marvel Star Wars stuff that was written before Empire Strikes Back came out that had both Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker on the same planet at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a mirror. That's it. It was just a mirror. <laughs> no, actually, there, someone came up with a good explanation. Because Luke was given a lightsaber, said that this... Bo- or The lightsaber Luke had, his father's lightsaber was said, oh, well, the Jedi that used to have this came to this planet with somebody named Darth Vader. So you would think, oh, Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Well, supposedly there's this honor oath where Jedis exchange lightsabers. So Vader gave his lightsaber to this other guy, and that's when they were on the planet, that's what they saw. It's like baseball cards. They just trade their baseball cards. Yeah, really. (laughs) All right, okay. Put the lightsaber in the spokes of your bicycle wheel. (laughs) <laughs> and he had no more wheels. <laughs> no more legs. <laughs> wow, that is so far-reaching that I didn't follow it, and uh, you don't need to explain it again. I'll just I, say, okay. You can listen to the episode when it comes out and be confused all over. Okay. 
Now, are you guys... I, I, I know Chris is... Gene, are you reading the new Marvel comic? No. Oh, okay. All right, well... It's not that I don't necessarily want to. It's that no way in hell am I paying $5 for a comic book. Yeah, it's that's pretty ridiculous. I do agree. I was I was going to ask what you thought the stories compared to, and without having a long discussion, I'll say I'm enjoying Rebels way more than that comic. <laughs> That's a good thing I'm not getting it then. Yeah. <laughs> did, Chris, have you read the second issue? I did. I just read it a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It, <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm liking, like, I guess I could just say I'm liking the characters, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but you're right. It's, it's, there is a few, a few things. And that's why I think, um, our comic book reading on our, on our podcast would make the comic better. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's just, I'm not buying any new comics nowadays just because of the price. Yeah. They, I, they could have the best story in the world. There's no way I'm paying that much. I'm sorry. I Walt Simonson, who is one of my favorite ever writer, artist, creators in comics, has come out with this independent, I think it was IDW, published it, Ragnarok. So mm. he's also taking on Norse mythology, which right, I also yeah. love. Yeah. It's <laughs> like this confluence of things. I actually wrote to him on Facebook. And said, Walt, I love you, but there's no way in hell that I'm paying $5 for a comic book, even if the All-Father himself drew it. <laughs> and he responded, well, maybe when it's out in digital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. And guess what? It's still expensive in digital. Is it really? See, that? Yeah. I, you know, Kindle's going the same way, and this is, has absolutely nothing to do with Rebels. But, I, yeah, digital is catching up to print, so there's, like, almost no benefit to it. But that is not... A discussion for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we, we've drifted into back to the bins territory here. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and well, okay, in all fairness, to put put a circle on it, the thing that's pointed out the comic prices to me is back to the bins because Paul Spatero did ask me to be on sometime this year and I was looking through my comics and looking at the prices going, are you kidding me? How did these companies make money charging this little back then? Because <laughs> the, it was a pay-for-work contract yeah, right. all, all the creators yeah. were under. Residuals? Yeah, exactly. What are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got boxes of comics actually sitting right next to me. I think the most expensive one in here is maybe $1.75. There was a... Uh, wow. I was looking through my Grimjacks because I think I was going to pick Grimjack, and I got to issue 75, which is a like a triple, triple issue, uh, nice... Hard, not hardcover, but a cardboard cover, glossy print, like a buck ninety-five, and I was like, I remember debating spending that much back then, and that was for something special. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's just insane the the way prices have gone. Yep. And and to um think I, I I've been buying two of each comic. Really? <laughs> I have bought there's there's certain covers there's there's a cover uh -huh. that has has that has an action figure cover. Yeah. Welcome to the nineties. Yeah. I know, and I I really enjoy that freaking cover of of every action figure, and I think I, that's what I've been getting, and I've been getting that and the and like an ordinary comic of it, version of it. There's a, a guy I work with. I won't say any names, not that he ever will listen to this, but he, he he's he's a casual Star Wars follower, and he knows I do the Star Wars podcasting and and follow Star Wars and whatnot. He was under the impression that the Star Wars comic took the Netflix model and release the entire set at once because of all the covers. <laughs> oh, silly boy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Well, there there was a there is a hundred covers of the first issue, right? I think. Right, yeah, something like that. And in yeah. fact, if that if not that, you might be right. And I think and I think that's Tim even told me he that's his mission to collect every issue of the of every of the first issue, a hundred covers, all yeah. every cover. I know. Look at that. I ex- exactly. It's it's called Google. You can yeah. see them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Print out a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, right. lot cheaper, you know. Heck, even do cardstock. Make it make it really oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should do that. <laughs> Note to self. All right, I'll do that. Well, I would say we're sufficiently off topic to say we're yes. done with the topic, wouldn't you? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, why why don't you guys tell the uh, the lovely listeners where they can find you at Star Wars in Character and all of the other wonderful podcasts that you do? All right. Chris, you want me to take lead on this? Yeah, help yourself. Go at it. <laughs> okay. Well, everything we do now is really easy to find. After years of, of uh, separate hosting, we put everything under our main production name, which is neozaz.com. That's where you'll certainly find Star Wars in Character. Chris is doing a just about weekly episode of Pass the Popcorn, which I'll let him tell you more about that. We also have a couple other in-character formats, Indiana Jones in-character, Muppets in-character. There's just a slew of different podcasts now with different friends of ours as well. There's Dial-Up Movies, which is a look at the 90s movies. We have The Grady's, which we are actually... This is a, this is a, an exclusive gene. We are Ooh. working diligently on relaunching very yes. soon. Yes. So our 80s-based show, The Grady's, is coming back. And Trailer Pod Boys is coming back. The Trailer Park Boys are back on Netflix, so we are back covering them, and we are back with new episodes very soon. And just oh, we've even got to the point of where we, when we want to talk about something that doesn't fit in any of our subjects, we just list it under specials. I had just covered <laughs> the Orion launch, the Orion capsule launch at NASA last December, and that just certainly didn't fit in anything we do. So I just listed under specials, and there's more of those just about every month. So Chris, that's uh, that. Whatever you feel is necessary. Uh, <laughs> Tim and I do pass the popcorn where we we go see movies. You know, we see a lot of movies. My my wife's manager at movie theater cost me nothing. I walk in there, see whatever I want. Tim pays, and then he sneaks in to four more movies that same day. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we see movies all the time, and we just talk about you know what we thought of them, me good, bad, whatever. It's just me and Tim. We always talk about movies. So you can you can uh, see us on pass the popcorn on Neil's ass and. We are going to do 50 Shades of Grey tomorrow. Oh, I can't so. wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned to what I had to say about that masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> would, would that ma- be masterpiece in quotes? <laughs> yes. Only, only master in quotes. I knew it. I was like, come on. Here, where is it? There it is. Oh, I'm being PG. I'm being PG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, definitely check out all the neozaz.com podcast, guys. It is... Well worth your time. I'm going to say this, Gene. You have one awesome, deep voice. <laughs> like, 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 your voice is really good. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm told I have a face and voice for radio. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I see your face right here. It's pretty. I like it. <laughs> well, it, it helps when you lose a little bit of weight. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you said that. I, I did want to... Try to fit that in here, because I haven't heard anyone else say it on your show, but we're we're friends on Facebook. We've, we've cultivated a friendship over these podcasts. Good, great job on this your weight loss. The, what, I don't even know what you want to call it. Your current, your your weight loss and, and what you're doing to, to, to 
take care of all that. You, I, the before and after pictures have been great, and I just, I really want to say, great job and good for you. Oh, thank you very much, Matt. You're it's, welcome. It's actually a lot easier than you would think. I just don't eat as much. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking at all. That okay, I don't, well, I don't exercise it. or anything. I actually had to go out because my work pants have been getting a little on the loose side, so I had to go out and buy some today at lunchtime. And I'm back in a 36 waist. Oh, wow. Which I haven't seen since high school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyone out there wants to lose weight, contact me. I'll, I'll hook you up with this website I use, myfitnesspal.com. Wonderful thing. I mean, I've as of last Saturday, because I weigh myself every Saturday, as of last Saturday, I've lost 86 pounds. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. That's great. And I can tell you, I feel hot hell of a lot better yeah right <laughs> have you have you like like cut something out of your diet like soda or something or to... no well uh regular soda i drink diet soda damn it <laughs> i was gonna say that's the answer chris didn't want to hear right? <laughs> I, I know I, my uh coke is my downfall i gotta have a coke i a diet coke to me is awful <laughs> i i wish i could do that i really i really do well you something that helps me is uh You've probably seen the ads for it and stuff. Mio, which is this additive to water. Oh, yeah. So I have, yeah. Right now, I'm drinking water, but it's got a sweet tea flavor in it. Still zero calories. So Mm. it works. (laughs) And you know, Chris, running more than once a year would help, too. Well, I I think I I just walked. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't think. And if you do do come up here and do that rocky run again, I'll be there at the start. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, if I, if, I, if I do that and I get a clean bill of health on my knee, I'm running that to place, so I'm, I'm afraid I might not be with you during the race. That's totally fine. I, okay. I, I'll meet you. I'll see you at the beginning, and I'll see you at the end. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's where we're going to wrap it up for uh, this episode, everyone. So thank right. you very much for both you guys being on. Chris and Matt, I appreciate it. No well, problem. Thanks. thanks for having us on, and thank you for your support with Nia Zaz ever since we... We've met. You've been a big supporter, and and I'm gonna compliment you some more on your own show. You you've helped support us our Artmore project by making a donation to get our exclusive episodes, and you've also supported our celebration appearance or event with a T-shirt. So thank you very much for not only talking about the show and listening, but also that support as well. Well, I'm I'm greedy. I wanted to hear all the other episodes. <laughs> I want a new T-shirt. <laughs> thank you, Gene. How's it gonna? How's it gonna feel having me on your chest? Well, it's it's gonna be interesting. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I'm gonna have Chris jumping on my chest. It's gonna, it's a weird <laughs> phrase. Thank God that's the verb you picked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next time, everyone. The Hammer Podcast is a production of thehammerstrikes.com. Questions and comments can be emailed to Gene at thehammerstrikes.com. Look for The Hammer Strikes on Facebook and Google+. Part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. <laughs>